Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get into this. Um, first and foremost, Houston, Texas. Yeah. H-Town. H-Town, what's going on? This weekend, we will be in Houston, Texas. Um, we're excited about the 40-acre conference in Houston. It's a historic weekend, obviously, um, MLK. Mm-hmm. A weekend, they will do 40 events in four days. And um, the goal is to sponsor 500 kids to get VIP. So if you get a VIP ticket, then the five, then each VIP ticket gets a kid sponsored to the event. We will be at the Celebrity Golf Tournament on Friday. The last golf tournament that we were at was in Abu Dhabi, Steve Harvey, and we won the golf tournament. Yes. Um, so we will be at the, the golf tournament on Friday and we will be at the MLK president award ceremony Saturday. We will be interviewing a special celebrity. You have to be there. It's a, it's a surprise. Yeah. I want to guess the last time I guessed in, in our text about market Monday's live, I hit it on the head. I don't want to ruin nothing. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, uh, everything's still top secret, man. Everything's top secret. So, you know how we do. So this yeah. will be one of those ones, Houston, Texas. If you around pop out on us this weekend um go to 40 like the number 40 acre conference on instagram or www.40acreconference.org 40acreconference.org get your tickets we will be in town and then of course when we're in town we'll probably be hosting a couple of parties we probably got a couple vibes going on you know shout out to larry larry morrow he got his birthday weekend going on um so you know, H Town. They might have heard. Anytime we come to a city, it's going to be festive. Slim Thug, what up, Low yeah. Kiki? What, what up? What's popping? Can y'all pick up my award for me, please? Toby, what's yes. good? Shout out to yes. Toby. Yo, yes. shout out, shout Toby. out to Toby. Uh, shout out to Chance and shout out to Vic Mensa. What they did uh, over the weekend in Ghana was absolutely incredible. Uh, we knew about the the vision that they had for it probably a year in advance. So to see them execute at a very, very high level to see the the reception they got out in Africa and Ghana was incredible. It's inspiring. Um, and it is noted, man. So shout out to them brothers, man. It looked dope. And shout yeah, shout out to Toby. We have, did we say shout out to Toby? He got nominated for Best New Artist? Yeah, we just, yeah. We just oh, said oh, shout out to I'm saying Best New Artist. And he's the, he's going to be in Transformers, next. the next Transformers. Really? Yeah. Because That's legendary. I think they announced that already. God did. That's incredible. <laughs> Breaking news well, alert. Well, they announced that already? I don't hey, think so. God did. That's <laughs> God incredible. Q, well, I got to call you back, too. I need to be touched five, did. six. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, tomorrow, big episode for Earn Your Leisure, Timbo the King. Mm. When you think about Timberland, you okay. think about one of the greatest uh, producers of all time. You think about Aaliyah. 
You think about Missy. You think about Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Um, Missy Elliott. You yeah. Missy, Jay? Jay-Z, Jay. of course. Yeah. Um, so, but then, you know, to be able to reinvent himself with Versus, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. billion-dollar franchise. He started with Swiss Beats, sold it to Thriller, um, stockholders and Thriller. Like, it's so much stuff to talk about with Timberland, but that Versus conversation, it's a big one. serious. Yeah, and he serious. was very open about talking about what was going on with it, which is dope. Um, and that was something that, I don't think people have seen him talk like this before. A lot of times when, when they get into interviews, you know, Swiss is pretty heavy on the talking, but Tim Tim is sharp and he's very aware that what yeah. he doesn't know and what he needs to learn. So he he's an impressive dude, man. We had a great conversation backstage before that. So that that's this is going to be a treat. It's going to be a treat. One of the ones, man. Shout out to Timberland. It's going to be great. Shout out to Timberland. So um, that's at 8 o'clock tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time, YouTube or podcast outlets. Shout out to Timbo the King and then uh, EYL University. I will have my financial planning call, I believe, on the 21st. So um, we're off to a new semester with EYL University. Shout out to all the professors that we got. And I'm looking forward to getting back engaged with the yeah, people, yeah. answering questions. And, Let's and go. it's, it's going to be a vibe. We jumped into class last night, man. It was pretty dope. Shout yeah, out to everybody business, that was, that was trapped in. And yep. shout, out, shout out to our sister, Pinky Cole. Shout out to Pinky Cole. <laughs> she's cooking. No pun intended. She's, uh, what she's doing is, is, is pretty incredible. Um, so shout out to her and everybody that was part of the sesh uh situation out there in Atlanta with us last Friday. Shout out to everybody that's part of it. I know there's a couple of parts and a couple of people got invited. So it's a dope situation. I don't I don't want to give away any details, but be on the lookout for for the ses- sessions. It's a pretty dope mm-hmm. thing she did. Yep. All right. Well um Ian. Yes. Um everyone in Red Panda only in YouTube. Put your cash app in Red Panda symbol and i'll be doing five cash apps tonight we got to get back to business and put some money in your pocket if i've made you money please put yes in chat um shout out to my boy yay ali and belly had a good time with them this weekend working on some soundtrack and, and trap house jodeci 3 will be coming out soon um <laughs> kanye west thank you wallow had a good time talking with you this weekend i appreciate you to make some magic soon i'm glad to be back live even though i'm under the weather um i'm glad to be back looking forward to it Let's have an amazing show. Oh, Stock Club Call will be tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central. And yeah, let's have an amazing episode. Oh, we're doing a call today, right? tonight. tonight. Oh, yeah. Tonight's our night. Yeah, after this, everybody that's in, in the monthly group chat, um, we're having a call. Yeah, Market after Monday. Hours. After hours. After hours. What's yes. on? Uh, right after the show. So as soon as we like peace, we're going on to our after hours show. Right after the show, for the group chat members, we'll be having a call, private sesh. Um. All well right. played. Disclaimer. Yeah, why do they keep putting cash apps in the in the drink? I asked them to. They want to get paid. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, okay. with your wallet, King. That's all y'all been telling. They, me. they led with they they led with it. They know you was going with that. All <laughs> right, y'all know how this works, man. Do your own research. This is our disclaimer. The Market Mondays disclaimer. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional to connect with or independently research and verify any information that you wish to rely upon uh, and use uh, for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good oh, folks wow. at Elysia and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please continue to do the research. Please, when it's great research, share with the community. Please, if you use the research that comes from the show, please give us the credit for it. We yes, appreciate please. that wholeheartedly. Continue to be beautiful. I believe in you all and I love you all. You are glowing. Thank you. That that's what peace, love, happiness, 
being a good dad, good husband do for you, huh? All those things. My boy, glowing. <laughs> a yes. lot of water. Yes. And a lot Sorry, of water. Um, all right. Don't forget, guys, hit hit the like button and share. Hit the like button and share. Okay, let's get into this. What are five, what are the top five reasons traders blow their blow up their account? What are the top five reasons that traders blow up their account? Yeah. So if 2022 wasn't a great year for you, please write these down. I want to be able to help you out. Uh, number one, most traders take too many trades, which ends up blowing up their account because only it only takes three or four bad ones to have you draw down about 50 to 70% if you're using leverage. Um, I think you should stay within the range of 20 maximum for the year. If we have a bullish market, if we have a bearish market, you should stay within 12 trades for the year. Number two, um, not doing the inner work to heal your money traumas um, and, and working on yourself constantly to become a better person. That's why at every show, I always start with, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be wealthy. I deserve to be rich. I deserve to be free. How many of you honestly, truly believe that you're worth two to $15 million a year? And I know, I hopefully we get a bunch in chat, but normally when I'm speaking to people, most people don't feel that they're worth that or that they deserve that amount. So you have to do that inner work to understand. So especially if you grew up poor or you were broke for a period of time, that financial trauma can seep into your life and can cause you to self-sabotage. Has anybody ever like taken a trade that they know that they were going to lose or they put on a position size that was way too heavy? Or you got on a good streak of six, seven, eight trades in a row and then your next 10 were terrible trades that you knew you should have stayed away from. So make sure you heal those traumas first to be able to do better in the market. Number three, having a very erratic workspace. So your workspace should be like a spa. Like I want you guys to meditate. And I talked about this on a stock club call last week, but you need to meditate before, during, and after your trading session. So I know some of you love to play rap and you like to get hyped and think that you're going to attack the market, but the market usually ends up attacking you. So you want your place to be a place in, uh, of serenity. Um, I also can tell if a person is talking too fast, that their trading is usually not going well. Um, and the last one is not having a system with a mathematical edge tied to a risk to reward ratio that is in your favor. I cannot stress that enough. Even if most of you get the direction wrong, and let's say you counter trend, if you have a risk to reward of one to 11, even though your counter trend trades, the ones that will go in your favor, you can end up making a hell of a lot of money. Now, I don't want you to counter trend trade. I want you to go with the direction. But when I ask most people when I'm out, hey, if you took 100 trades out of those 100, how many would you win? And what's the multiple that you'll get on the trades that you've taken? Most don't know. So if I ask you guys like, hey, if you put out 100 episodes, how many hits are you going to have? And out of those, let's say 8 to 12 hits, what kind of deal flow would they give you? You guys can give me an answer. For traders, if you don't know, out of 100 trades, how many you're going to win? And what's the mathematical probability of you doing that in any market if you don't know that you're purely gambling? And those are the five things you can do to make sure that you don't blow up your account. Ian, can we add an asterisk, of like a number six? What are your thoughts on people, not just over trading, but trading across different sectors, not focusing in? I know a lot of times, and we spoke to a lot of people who are in the space, Aristotle is one of those guys when he's like, yeah, I'm only trading 12 things. Like we know we'll talk when like, yo, I'm only trading 15 to 20 times for the year. Yeah. But people who are just trading like 
and there's no real plan or strategy. It's just like kind of like speculation. It's disaster. Like those are like the real pill, real pill traders. Like they want all the trades, all the women, all the cars. Like it takes a lot to manage all that, man. <laughs> like if you if you haven't really mastered, and that's why even when I introduced two tech two index, that's a long term strategy. I want you guys to stick with. And then also investing in global equities in the bond market, that is a hedge fund strategy. Um, I put it in the stock club last week, but there was a hedge fund manager that's up 123% shorting the bond in ES future last year. You have to specialize. Um, I think people that try and be generalists end up getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. And when you really buckle down on one strategy, and you've seen us do it with the show, like, of course, like there's 19 other shows I could have done after this, but it's like, hunker down on one be good at one thing be able to rinse and repeat and all the profitability that you want to there. and i don't know any traders that trades every market i don't know many traders that trades futures forex options stocks nft crypto like whatever your lane is whether it's crypto nft forex master the hell out of it get your win ratio up get your profit factor up to a high point and just focus in on that and you'll be good no, it's important. A win ratio is important. Yeah, yes. and, that, and that's important to, to master one thing before you do another thing. And like even on the content side, like people do shows and it's like you don't have one hit show yet and you're doing another show and you're putting out more content. And it's like, well, you haven't fully figured out how to have a hit show yourself yet. So why would you have another show? Yeah. Or why would you try to mentor somebody else to have their show when you yourself have not figured it out yet? There are people out there that do that. <laughs> you can't be Kevin Samuels and Rachel Ray and horrible. Yo, this guy and... is different. Nah, 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 it's real talk. It's, what you say is real. No, nah, what you say is real. real talk. It's just like, yo, yeah. bro, you got to focus on just. You've been in the movies last two weeks. What nah, I mean, oh, nah, I mean, but it's real talk, right? It, it, how how can I say I'm the king of something or I've, I've mastered something if I haven't shown a certain level of success, yeah. right? In order for me to have a certain level of success, now I could become an authoritarian in the space or i could say like hey i've done this you've seen me do this you've seen my success here's how i can also help you become successful now will it always work no it won't because there's going to be certain factors that you can't teach right you can't teach work ethic you can't teach determination you can't teach drive like those things don't come with it i can show you how we did it but chances are you probably won't have the same type of outcome right which is it's just true yeah. I'm with you, my brother. It's true. Information <laughs> over ego. We're going to stay centered. Yes. Ego is the enemy. Stillness is the key, right? Ego is. <laughs> so let's, all right, let's get, let's get the people what they want. Let's go over some stock reviews. Um, 10 stocks. Yeah I'm, go, yeah. I'm going to go through Lululemon first. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Lululemon. So, yes. Lululemon. I like a hell of a lot. Shout out to my guy, Ty. He's been invested in that since I think 2016. Good one. I like it at like 237.44. This is a minimum five-year hold. If you're looking for like a low to boat price, that would be at like 210.37. I like them for the long-term athleisure, higher-end luxury brand. I like them a lot. Oh, and I want to say this about Tesla real quick. So I gave the price for Tesla in Stock Club. If you're part of Red Panda Stock Club, I gave a like a depression level, big recession level price of 29.37. The next day, the analyst came out and said Tesla could potentially fall to 30. There were some people who were upset. Um, I do want to say that I'm probably the only person that gives out prices that are like hedge fund level prices. 
can't be upset about the price. I think the price that I gave last week for Tesla is still amazing. But membership does have privileges. The probability of Tesla going to that price is less than 9%. If it does go to that price of 30, though, I will be more than happy to put like 40% of my net worth into that price. Be patient. And if you only buy one share, it doesn't matter anyway. So I just had to say that and clear that up for the interwebs um, for, for context. But I, the probability of it going to 30 is very low. But if it does, you need to know those prices and where to get it in advance. Second one is WWE. Um, it's at $87.82. Yeah. Vince McMahon is coming back. It is too high of a price to buy. Well played. I have a couple of friends in the WWE, so I don't want to say too much, but well played by Hunter to take over that man's company and then get a couple of hedge funds to take it over with him. Ian, can we uh, stay there for two seconds? Yes. So he's coming back. We saw the price go up, obviously, for the WWE. There mm -hmm. is talk that he, he, it's going up because the potential of him selling the company. Be a great time to do so. Okay. I just wanted yeah. to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, and if they do... The, the previous high was in, I think, 2019 at like $100.45. I think it had popped to maybe like 99 bucks and some change. Um, who was the company that acquired UFC off of Dana White? Everyone, homework assignment number one. If they acquire them, maybe in a few years, they'll have a chance to break to 120, but I don't necessarily love the stock at this price. If it ever gets back to like that $37 or $40 range, I love, um, and I will buy it then, even though I don't like the product as much as I used to. Um, stock number three, Celsius Holdings. It is at 97 bucks and some change. It is decent. Maybe at like 65 bucks or 70, I would like to take a look at it, but I do like it for the long term. Hold on, hold on for one minute, Ian. So he's giving out prices on stock. So only thing that we ask you guys is to like the video. There's 4,000 people watching it, or four, less than 400 people have liked the video. That's a 10% ratio. So if- uh, Peter, Josh Brown, uh, Citadel, JP Morgan, please call us in the morning. Yeah, so please- <laughs> Rick Santanelli, <laughs> Mary from NBC Universal, please call me. Hit, hit, hit the like button. It's information, um, which is free. So hitting the like button does not cost you anything. You're already here. Fourth stock. Listen, information and value for the culture over ego. It's not about us, right? Number four, Crocs. Um, Crocs, I don't like long-term. Um, yeah, Crocs, I don't like. Somebody's asked me about that. Data dog, D-D-O-G. Mm -hmm. Don't like. Don't like long-term. Could possibly fall to 29 um and until we get out of this, this recession the yield curve is no longer inverted and the fed stop raising rates i won't touch it right now um next one is docn which is uh digital ocean do not like it at all i would not touch i would not even swing trade this one next one is shift for payments i wouldn't touch this one but not tickers f-o-u-r Maybe at $26, I would swing trade it, but I would not hold it for long-term. Let's go to Meta. Meta's been like dancing up a little bit since the top of the new year. Mm -hmm. um, if I would touch it, maybe like at 113, I would swing trade it up to like 122. Um, 
but I'm still not sold on holding them long term yet. Next one is SWAV. Uh, Shockwave. I actually like this one. I needed to fall to like 106 before I wanted to buy it. Um, I still need you to go research the fundamentals of the company. Make sure they have good net income before a swing trade. I do like it at 106. And let's go to Tesla. I just talked about that again. Um, we saw Alibaba push up the top of the year. And I said, look for Alibaba to be a canary in a coal mine to, to indicate if we're going to go up for the year. So far, we have been the first five days of the trading year have been pretty solid. So hopefully that can continue. Um, one of the reasons that Alibaba shot up because Jack Ma is going to like solely focus on Alibaba now. If Elon decides to do the same, Tesla will shoot up a lot, even though he is in a very interesting spot where he needs Starlink to work incredibly well, which I think it will. I think it'll be one of the most dominant companies over the next 10 years. And that's going to provide some liquidity to allow him to get away from Twitter and focus on Starlink and Tesla. Um Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Um, but if they get a better executive management team or he solely focuses there, I think, I think Tesla would do incredibly well over the long term. Not saying that they don't have great management now, but it's not Apple-esque. Um, and last one is XPOF. Um, exponential fitness is too new for me to invest in. It's at 26 bucks and 24 cents. Don't love it. Um, I will have to wait at least another year for this one to play out so those are the ones i wanted to review so provide your commentary in chat please go ahead can, can i can we touch data door really quick you, you want to go somewhere else no, i was going to tell yeah. some people ask okay good so if you're on your phone you don't know how to like a video um if if you click out the x button and it'll take you out of the chat and then you just see the regular video and then you'll see the like you'll see you will you'll be able to like it right there so if you're in the live chat you can't like a video during the live chat you have to X out, X out of the live chat for a minute, hit the like button, and then you can go back into the live chat if you're interested by just hitting live chat. That's how you like a video. That was a tutorial. 
I should have. That was one I should have zoomed. YouTube tutorial. Yeah, it is. Now, Ian, I want to talk on Datadog because that was one of those companies, especially during the pandemic, that we traded on and, and did pretty well on. But obviously, it's pulled back. I think, like, right now, I'm looking at it at 60. It traded at or closed at 65.94 today, which is mm-hmm. far cry from where it was at. But the cloud space, right? Most people think cloud computing, but Datadog is really like in that cloud monitoring. They were talking about, and I was reading a few articles about it. It's it's a it's an interesting space because there's so many companies that are doing it, but there it like how do you differentiate who's doing who's better, right? Like because Amazon is in a the space, they have an Amazon Cloud Watch, and I'm sure Microsoft with Azure has yep. a cloud service. So it's like, do we try to find these makeshift, not even makeshift, but these newer companies that are in the space, which makes it even cloudier, all pun intended, or do we look for a company like Datadog or or uh, Dine and Dance or something like that. Where it's you gotta like, go with the original. Axel, ladies, ladies, you want Drake? Or you want fake Drake? <laughs> Puerto Rican poppy may get it done for one weekend in the Bahamas, but you want OVO Drake, right? Fake Drake. Yeah, he he got banned. Yeah, they banned him. Tough. And Swervio, I think Swervio too. Data dog for the streets. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Trade. I would trade it to the downside. I would short it, but I would not invest in it long term. I mean, I keep saying. Um, American exceptional, and one day maybe we should have a talk about capitalism and how it has failed and bankrupted the country. But we cannot name 25 exceptional companies in the United States of America. Right. We, we're just going off of gross revenue. Um, kudos to the staff and management team at Datadog, nothing personal. Just right now, as a stock, it's not something I would want to invest in. And my yeah. framework is always. Would I put my life on the line for it? My child's life on the line? No, if that's the case. It, go, um, it, it goes back to that competitive moat, right? When you when I was looking at it, I'm just thinking of like from a competitive moat, what separates them or keeps them away from their, their closest competitor in that new space? And I'm not, I can't really find the answer. There's <laughs> nothing there. And there's other companies just that are low hanging fruit like PepsiCo that are better because you're not competing against sector. You're competing against the entire field. Right. Um, like Cardi made her, her statements on inflation. And I told people a year ago, Cardi get get mad and, and do a little investment segment. Boy, it's gonna be tough. Like everyone is your competition. Um, so no, I wouldn't touch Data Dog. I, I will leave them alone. And if his company is in like top 10 overall and definitely number one in their space right now, I wouldn't touch it. Even if you're trading it as well. Because you may get, get a great pop, and I know there's some stocks that are low float right now. We'll talk about Bed Bath and Beyond later. But if a company's value is too low, the probability of it going out of business is too high, and you don't want to be caught um, with your calling your broker and saying, "Hey, can I get my money out of this? I can't liquidate. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's really not. Um, it's really not. All right, let's go into this one. When is a clear signal that the recession is over and the stock market should see a bull market? Or a stock uh, will turn bull. When when it, when's the recession going to be? When's the, when's the signal for the recession that is over? And what's the signal that we're going to see bull market? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, number one, when the Federal Reserve stops hiking rates. So even if they pause, that's not a good enough reason. They have to stop raising rates. Number two, whenever that yield curve stops inverting. So everyone, I want everyone to put in chat in real time to do the homework. What is the most important yield curve? in the bond market to measure if we have a recession. Cause I want to make this more interactive this year. Mm. 
Um, and if you pair two of them together, that's why I said if you trade stocks and bonds together, I talked about it on episode 70, you will know exactly where the market is going. The funny part is now when the yield curve inverted this time, the bond market fell apart with it at the same time, which normally does not happen, which leads me to the lessons that you have to always do your own research and do. And any conventional wisdom does not work when there's a black swan event. So you have to be prepared, like even indexes. If all indexes fell at one time and the entire bond market fell and tech, what would you do? You have to prepare for the worst case scenario. For me, I was short all three and I would never open up my TD Ameritrade and look at my long term until the carnage was over, right? Um, but yield curve inverting, interest rates. Um, and then once again, I'm keeping my eyes peeled to see when China will boom. I know they're reclassifying some of the COVID deaths to kind of play with the numbers. But if I see like K-Web and Alibaba start to go up and we have a monstrous run for like a quarter or two, um, then I don't know that the recession is over. Maybe we will have a short-lived recession because there's some politics behind the scenes that are stopping them from announcing it. Um, maybe it will be short-lived, but the Fed has to stop raising interest rates and that yield curve has to stop inverting. And then we'll be clear. Yeah, we when we spoke, and if you're not familiar with the language of inverted yield curves and bond markets, when we sat down with Steve Leesman maybe two or three months ago, I mean, he gave a absolute masterclass on exactly yes. how that works. Um, but when we spoke to him, one of the things he said is about when they were going to stop raising rates, and everybody had estimated that March would be the time, and it'd probably get up to about four point nine percent. And now I think they've changed that maybe at maybe 5.2, five and a quarter percent. So we'll we'll see within this first quarter uh, if that is true. And indeed, we will see uh, an end to the raising of the rates. So, all right. So should people be buying stocks right now? Yes. They they should be buying stocks. Two tech, two index. First, buy index funds. For those who don't know, and I've said it before, indexes are an all-star team. They put the best companies on the planet inside of one basket, set it and forget it. What I don't want us to do this year is overanalyze and not take enough action. Because if the net worth isn't increasing year over year, the share count isn't increasing year over year, all the information in the world does not mean anything. Um, Now, we are back to bully ball in the market like how it was 1994, 95, 96, 99, 01, 05, 07, 08, 2013, and 2014. The companies that are really great are amazing. And the ones that are in the middle of the road or just floundering around are getting destroyed. You can only invest in quality. And we see inflation. And for the favorite book on investing, Money Master the Game, please go read it. I know it's thick, but man, there's tons of gems in there. During every 10 or 15 year period, you're going to have an increase in inflation. You cannot outrun inflation. Even for my, for my entrepreneurs, yes, you can make a lot of money for a five or 10 year period, but at some point you're going to have to learn how to replicate yourself. And one of the best things that entrepreneurs can do is to put their capital from their business into companies that are better than them, ran by better management. So you can then not have to hire as many people. Um, and if you don't invest, inflation is going to continue to creep up and kick your ass on the back end. So if inflation continues to be six, seven, eight percent, and you're going to get 10 to 12 percent out of an index fund at the prices in which I call, you have to have your money working for you. Please put it in chat. Your the job of your money is to have your money working for you 
to make you more money, babies. So people should be currently investing, even though the stock market is probably going to go down. It's just it's the best time to buy. Everyone wants to buy it at the top, and that's the wrong time to buy. Invest in invest in index funds mm -hmm. for the long term. Should they be investing in ETFs? Yeah, if they're quality. If they're I'm, quality. I'm Vanguard biased, but... Is QQQ a quality ETF? Yes, but you're going to have more drawdown with QQQ. Yes. Because no. it's tech heavy. Tech heavy, yes. Is, is XLY a quality ETF? Yes, but I don't like um, a lot of the... The spiders are okay. I like Vanguard just because of how much control they have in the market. Like, is, is, if I can ask you, like, would you invest in the... Let me keep it clean. If you can invest in some of the founding families and founding companies of the United States of America, would you do so? Everyone would usually says yes. If so, then I would focus on Vanguard. The spiders are good. Um, XLY, solid, but I'm VOO, VTI, VGT, which is the tech um, index. Is all you need. Sometimes we make this so complicated. It doesn't have to be. Um, and of course, when you're in the middle of the storm, it feels like sunshine is never going to come when it's raining on you like crazy. But for those of us that have been through 2007 and eight, um, and if you missed any other crashes before then, two years later, you're always like, damn, I should have put everything into the market. It's scary while it's happening. But yes, you should invest in the long term. Minimum, minimum five-year hold. And and um, even when, you, when you're down, put more money, dollar cost down. Dollar cost yes. down. If you're down 20% on your portfolio on the S&P 500, put more in. And then you will be down maybe 10%, 15%. But the whole idea is to hold it for a long period of time. 30 years, ideally. And then also, too, if you're buying at the right prices, you shouldn't be down that much. Um, there could, can be some bleeding. But if you're waiting for the right prices, especially like these decade-level kind of lows that we've had, you shouldn't be down 40, 50%, 25%. Um, but nonetheless, the number of shares plus the length of time invested is going to give you a lot more freedom. And I know it's scary. And I know some days you don't want to look at your portfolio. But this is the one thing I want to tell every entrepreneur and everyone that wants to be rich. The person that sticks to the plan the longest usually wins the most. Everyone can have a hot, you know, year or hot three months um and this is why i mean we even talked about it behind the scenes like even with the show like i never led based on what the, whatever the topic was i always went based off principle because if that was the case like we, last year would have been all about nfts and crypto and the year before that would have been all options like when you go study the entire history of an asset class private equity is going to get banged up this year pretty bad but if you invest in private equity and hold some quality companies um SpaceX, like, and you hold it for a few years, you'll be A-OK. -okay. This is a game that goes to those that are patient and that can hold for half of a decade or a decade or longer. And it's not fun. But when you get freedom and you're able to provide for your family without thinking about it, it is a hell of a feeling. Uh, please, everyone, put in chat, I'm here for the long term to get rich. We can't talk about generational wealth and we're scared to hold for four or five years. It's impossible. It is impossible. All right. Uh, hit the like button. 5,100 people on YouTube. Um, can I go into my monologue?
It's monologue. Yeah, I got you. Monologue time. Uh, I want to. I want to talk about this. I, I wasn't gonna take the tweet down. What tweet? I'm talking about Skip. I told you about oh. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish your monologue. We will not have them issues on our show. Go ahead. So, um, it's important to understand. Before I say this, we come from a working class environment, like you know, sanitation workers and nurses and school teachers and you know, real hardworking people, people that saved up for a vacation maybe once every two years, you know, working to to send their kids to college, different things of that nature, right? So I want to preference it before I say that. Oh God. <clears throat> no, no, no. Yo, wait, no, it's what? important. What's going on? Um, but there is a thing called middle class mediocre mindset. I think I've coined that phrase. I haven't heard anybody else say it. But, um, you know, I was just thinking about it and it's extremely detrimental to your success if you're trying to break out of it. And you don't really realize it until you're out of it. It's like the matrix. You never really realize you're in the matrix until you break out of the matrix. And, um, you know, 19 Keys has said something and I actually looked it up on YouTube and it's actually true where they did a research study where they took flies and they put them in a jar. Mm-hmm. And um, they put a they put a cap on a jar, and the flies obviously can only fly as high as the cap, the lid. When they took the lid off, they still only flew as high as the lid, even though the lid was off. That's interesting. But what's even more interesting is that when they had children, their children only flew as high as the invisible lid, because they were already programmed that that's only as high as you can go. So you know it's interesting, like so many different things when I think about it and you probably don't even realize these, these things happen, but mm-hmm. you ever heard like parents tell their children, like you just went, you just played yesterday. You just had fun. Yes. You just had a party yesterday. Like you can only have fun one day out of the week. You yeah. can only have a party one day. Like I had a family, like I took my son to, to dinner in the city for his birthday. His birthday was on a Tuesday. And somebody said, like, well, why are you taking them to the city on Tuesday? Like, why don't you just take them on the weekend? And I'm like, well, because his birthday is on Tuesday. But that's the whole mentality of like, low, let's just wait to the weekend because we're working. And we got to get up. Like, I say that to say you really have to break out of the middle class mindset because it's extremely detrimental. And the the most dangerous thing that America ever did was create a middle class. Because when you create a middle class, you, you create some level of comfort because you're not in poverty, right? Mm-hmm. You're not in poverty. So you think that you actually are living the American dream. Yet you're not. You're really not. And it's like that mindset is so detrimental because there's so many limiting factors that go into play here, right? Where it's like you got to wait to the weekend to do things. And you can only like you ever hear somebody say, like, you just came back from a trip. Why are you traveling so much? Well, why not? Well, why not? Why am I not traveling so much? work for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I not traveling? It's, it's a lot of these things that you have to be extremely careful to, of the kind of people that you're around because these kind of limiting words develop habits in your subconscious. And then you feel bad about it. You like, you, you feel guilty about going on a trip. You feel guilty about going out two nights in a row. You feel guilty about going to the city on Tuesday. Like you start to like reel it back a little bit. Like, no, I'm doing too much. Let me, let me pull back. 
But at the highest level, there's no limitations. And I'm speaking from firsthand experience because I see it. So when we in Dubai or Abu Dhabi on a Wednesday, nobody knows whether it's Wednesday or Saturday or Sunday. It doesn't matter. It's just living life. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Nobody says it's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing out? Nobody says it's six o'clock. You have to get up. There's, there's really no rules in life. At the highest level, there's no rules. Rules are only for middle class and poor people. Rich people don't have any rules. They make their own rules. So, and we can argue that the middle class died in, in after Clinton left office. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's extremely important to understand that. And like I said, I'm not even speaking from a, a level of like condescending, but I'm speaking from firsthand experience because I, I've seen both both hands of it. Like this is how I, I grew up. So now, when I'm in a different environment, but I always thought like that. But you start to see it. You start to see things, and it's like, damn. It's hard to even get people to understand that the way that they're thinking is so small and so limiting. So you don't even waste your time. But for everybody that's watching it, you're on your pathway to generational wealth. You're on your pathway to success. You're on your pathway to becoming, you know, a superstar in the entrepreneur world, whatever you want to do with your life. So just be mindful of that because a lot of times your limitations that have been laid down from you from your parents your grandparents your friends your neighbors so just be mindful of that it's very important and a quick exercise real quick um so it doesn't come off as elitist because you know i want to end up on shade room or nothing shade room put, please um, I'm, I'm hoping to end up on shade room i need we need shade room we need that five hundred dollar dinners coming back now you understand us five hundred dollar <laughs> dates coming back polygamy the only way they'll listen <laughs> polygamy gonna, coming the only thing they're gonna listen to diddy vibes what are we doing the only thing they're gonna listen to my man had a baby on anyway um please write in chat <laughs> if money was not an object or issue what are the three things you would do spending your day on it's very important to set that i remember when i set the Decision to become an investor and trader. I'm like, man, I just want to be able to trade, not have to talk to anyone regarding doing business and be able to make money out of the ether. And man, I have to bust my ass to be able to get there. But that manifested. Um, I will tell you that the middle class has died, though. Even I know a lot of people are mad about that quote from Grant Cardone on if he only made X amount of dollars per year. Did he? But, but the truth is... It's like a little too far. Yeah, a little if, if Did he, though? No, I mean, some things you can't say. Some things you can't say. See, and, and see, but say. that's why I respect <laughs> it. Okay, now if we're going to be honest, because now I got some energy, right? 6,400 people on YouTube. Let's go. Let's go. go. Ian Rashad about to argue. Let's over go. Rant. Let's go. Um, this is what they want. This is what the, they want. The truth is, though, he was well, <laughs> right. Because if you if it's not just about you, I don't want you to make half a million dollars to go blow it on Balenciaga and Mike and Mary and all that, right? But it, let's say if you're going to help five people in your family, how much does it cost to help five people in your family and take care of all your stuff and be debt free? There's a cost. So I want you guys, one of my favorite exercises of money master the game. How much money do you need to retire you and three people that you love and give everyone that you love a soft life? You know, because when I date, I don't even want my to wash no dishes or nothing. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not. Right? That's not the part that is that's a, that was like, all right, maybe you shouldn't. Say, I think the word ashamed is what triggered me yeah. personally. Like, 
If Grant did a great marketer, you don't think he did that? No, I get no, I get the I get the marketing part of it. I'm just saying, right? If you're in pursuit of that, like everybody has a threshold, right? Like when you're saying, like, hey, we got to prepare for where we want to go, right? And so sometimes when you're in the grind, I, I talked about that on on, I think that was Drink Champs when we were talking about when we're in that survival mode. Yeah, we can have the goal of four hundred thousand. We can have the goal of fifteen million, but I got to work on the day to day. I might be in pursuit of it. Should I feel ashamed that I'm not there yet? I don't think so. Like that that word is, I think is what triggered. Like if if you're not there now, great. You might be in pursuit of it's it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, we 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 can't knock the people that's in pursuit of it. You 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 can't you can't you can't disrespect people. You can't disrespect. I, I, I don't think he was saying it to disrespect, but it did come. That's how he said it. The tone. Yeah. yeah the tone. The tone. Not what you say is how you yeah. say it, right? Yeah. So, um, ashamed. I think is a strong word. Like I personally haven't hit with my personal income goal is ever i'm mad that i haven't hit it yet meta write my check so i can hit it um but i think we have to have realistic goals because like well excuse me unrealistic goals because the truth is is a person that has hit a realistic goal 25 times it's not a good feeling to hit that goal i'm like fuck i should have should have asked for more should have did more should have pushed for more i should have been not only going after Meta, but every top one thousand company on earth at the yeah. same. But, but then, what I also realize is that even like being around billionaires and hanging around people that's extremely wealthy, nine figures, the goal is never money. Yeah. So exactly. the goal, the the goal is is creating something that is going to change the world. The goal is creating, like you know, that's the goal, right? So even or, or helping, so or helping money, people though. create something. Yeah. So even the money, I think that you know, it's not really about money. And that's why I wanted to say with the middle class mindset, it's not necessarily the money, because you can still make a lot of money and still have a middle class mindset, right? It's it's liberating yourself from the shackles of the oppression that was put on you mm-hmm. from people, and it was how much does that cost down. though? Well, it depends. If you're in New York, how much does it cost? Well, first, before, so for me personally, right? Before I had any money, I I was already liberated. I didn't have no money and I I was already on that type of time. I never had a real time. I was always waking up whenever I wanted. I was always doing, I I went to Asia for 30 days. I wasn't rich when I did that. And it's like, people were saying that at that time. Like, I went to Asia, me and Jamal, we went to Asia five years ago for 30 days with a, a round trip plane ticket and two nights in a hotel with no plan. We winged it. We went to five different countries and people are like, well, why would you go and do that? You got two types of people in this world. You got one type of people that say why and the other type that say why not? Mm-hmm. So they say like, why are you going to do it? Well, why not? Because I'm going to die one day. And if I don't do it, then I'm never going to have an opportunity to do it. So instead of asking me why I'm going to do it, ask yourself why you're not going to do it. So that doesn't really take money to kind of have that first money. Mine, mine is makes money. Money don't make money doesn't make the person. Your mind is the most important thing. Period. Absolutely. Once you get your mind right, then the money's just going to come flowing because now you're in abundance mindset and it, it you're attracting it. You're mm-hmm. attracting it. But what you're doing with these negative thoughts and these limiting thoughts is that you're actually blocking it. So it's extremely it's extremely important for people to understand that because I feel like. A lot of times people don't fully understand how their mind is so powerful mm-hmm. yes. and how, and even the things that you tell your children, just be careful how you speak to your children, because it's like, you're, you're already instilling fear. You're already instilling different things in them 
that you might not even be aware of. And it's like, they're already growing up with limitations and fear at 10 years old, at eight that years old. Have. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. This is no, an interesting fine. thought exercise. Yeah. Everyone in chat, if, if you had to make $2 million in three months, right out, at what price point would you sell your product? How many do you need to sell? And what's your plan to get there? One of my favorite things to do is reverse engineer. How do you get from this point and what are the steps you need to take to get back there? For me personally, when I was in investing, I was watching CNBC like crazy. And it was Maria Bartiromo and Santanelli and everybody back in the day, right? And I'm like, if they would just give the prices and fundamentals, right? So that's when I started working on the formulation that became the crystal ball. So I thought you should be able to like know the fundamentals of a company and give the price in like less than 30 seconds, right? So everyone in chat, $2 million, three months, what is your formulation? But it all started with the problem. When I was watching CNBC in 2008, the information wasn't that clear. And here we are today in 2022, 2023, um, doing this for you guys for free at scale, right? Shout out to y'all. But whatever you put into your mind, eventually will matter. And for my Christians, I keep saying it. How can you be a child of God and be afraid to put your ideas, proclamations, products, and services out into the world and serve him? And he made the moon, mountain, stars, grass, grasshopper. Man, go get that shit this year. $2 million in three months. What's your plan? Yeah. You know what changed my and life? This is the last thing I'll say about this. You know what changed my life? Because even in social media, I always tell this story. I wanted to do this eight years ago, what we're doing now. I wanted to do it eight years ago. But, you know, it's fear, it's self-doubt, it's yep. thinking like, you know, what will people think of me? I have 500 followers in a private, I had a private page with 500 followers. This, no, this is just, this is just reality. Yeah. But you know what, you know what? Finally, how many years ago was this? This, when, when we started? Yeah, when you had 500 followers. That, they need that was context. like six, that was like six years ago. Life could change in half a decade, yo. Life. That was like six years ago. But, yeah. but you know what I realized? I had an epiphany that... I'm going to die. Once you embrace death, you're not, you're not afraid to live. I'll say that again. Once you embrace death, you're not afraid to live because you realize that we're all going to die one day. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, somebody's opinion of you doesn't matter. What people think of you don't matter. What people are going to say about you doesn't matter because it's like it's a very short period of time that we have on this earth. So you might as well just make the most of it because what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is just doesn't work out. But mm -hmm. it's like if you never tried or if you never really went for it, now you got to live with regret. And regret is much harder to live with than failure. You can live with failure. It, it didn't work. People fail all the time. But to live with regret is much harder to deal with because you never know what's going to happen. So nobody wants to be on their deathbed when they're 70 years old, 80 years old, 90, whatever. And it's like, damn, I wasted my whole life. I really didn't do anything mm -hmm. because I was afraid of what my friend would have wrote on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can we just add really quickly. I'm yes, gonna, please. Make it as quick as possible because what you said is like is is really important because people don't do this and that's prepare for where they want to be. And shout out to my brother uh, Derek. He was here yesterday uh, at my house and we just had a conversation. But he was here last week. And yeah. He was talking about scaling his business and scaling his business, and he just had an epiphany after we spoke. And it was like, yo, I'm preparing for what I need to do, not for where I can go. Mm. And those are two different things, right? Like I can raise this amount of money, or I can, you know bootstrap and get this amount of money but that's only for where i need i, I want to be right now like where can i go in 10 years mm -hmm. and so surrounding your, pe your yourself around people who have a, a mindset 
that is similar or can add value to that mindset, yo, that changes the game, right? He just randomly <laughs> was like, five. I'm in the neighborhood, are you home? And that conversation led to him thinking like, wait, I got a plan different. Like I need, forget raising whatever the money was. I got to figure out how I can scale this thing to make it a global expansion. Yeah. I got to change my mindset. But that only happens if you're around people who have some type of value add in terms of business and in terms of like, yo, creativity and, and, and being innovative on how you can actually scale your business. Even though we're not in the restaurant game, there's things that we know in business that we're like, oh, that can help you. Or Absolutely. we have resources that, yo, if we put you in contact with this person, that can help you. So it's a, like it's the mindset piece too, but it's preparing yourself for where you actually can go, not where you are right now. Yeah, and the five people you hang around with, I've said it before, matters a lot. Um, you know, even talking to Peter, talking to Trap, talking to you guys, like it's never been a day when I hit y'all up and like, what you doing? You like nothing. We had a conference in Shoddy on the day of bike. I'm like, training for a fight? What you doing? Troy told a story about how much weight he lost and. I was like, shit, that's a spot. Been in the gym every day since. Every day. Like, be around people that are going to push you to be your best and not accept any excuses um, if you want to get to your goal. Put what is your real income goal for 2023? Please put that in chat. Yeah, and be Never super, in, yeah, go be super intentional too, right? If, if you have people around you who have resources, be super intentional, right? Like, don't waste time. He like like I said like I, I value our conversations because it's never about money it's always about life, but life revolves around business like we have a business that we run he has a business that he runs yep. he takes things from the conversation we take things from the conversation all right we need to implement that oh that's I didn't even think of that you yeah. know what I mean just going back and forth not wasting out each other's times with with casual talk all the time like yeah it's cool to have casual talk but that's not gonna get us where we want to go. Life's too short. Yeah. Right. Well, that was the halftime break. Hey. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> you, you guys are elitists. <laughs> New segment. You always say it because you have it. Halftime break. Um, so let's talk about Disney. One thing I will say before talking about the Disney, this is the last thing I'm going to add to this, is you you, brought, you said something. You say there's never a time we call you and we don't know what to do. I learned that early on, too. You should never, you know, it's people wake up and like, what you doing? Like, I don't know. Figuring it out. I don't know. Chilling. Like, you should have knew what you're doing today, yesterday. Yeah. Last week. Minimum. <laughs> Last week. Yeah. For real. Last week. Yeah. So it's like, there should never be a time when, you, when you're figuring out your day, when you wake that up. That day. Your day should have already been figured out prior to the day. Months ago. I'm going to be real. If you're not two years ahead of time, you're way behind. You're way behind. Like, I'm just being honest in the conversations that I'm having. Like... I'm preparing to do my next method. Like they're already planning for when. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say this. I, I I can't say that. But if there's a shift in management, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. You have to be prepared two years in advance, at least minimum. At least twenty four. At least twenty four hours in advance. Twenty four. That's that's Bob Iger. That's of time. Disney tells employees that they must work in the office four days a week beginning in March. What do you think of it? And do we think the rest of America will follow suit four days a week in the offices? And Bob Iger put it for context. Bob Iger, one of the greatest, he's known as one of the greatest CEOs of all time. He led Disney during its glory days. And then he retired. And then another Bob took his spot. And short lived. And it was uh, hard times for Disney. The stock um, spiraled 
down and they had a lot of bad things that happened under that situation. So then Bob Iger came back out of retirement, similar to Michael Jordan, came back out of retirement. And now he's trying to change the work culture. So he's implementing the four day mandatory in office Mm-hmm. work schedule. And the reason why that's important is because obviously during COVID, a lot of people were working remote and a lot mm-hmm. of people said that, you know, the days of office is over. He's old school. He believes in, you know, being in a physical location. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do we feel about this? I think you just nailed, like what you just said, he's older is the key to this. I think it's a generational thing. And so the people who make those decisions are not of a certain age group. And so they're used to coming in five days a week. If you look at most of the people who are looking for jobs, 95%, this is like, I'm not making this up, like career, karma and all these, you can look at the statistics. 95% of people who are looking for jobs want to have a modified schedule where they don't have to go into work five days a week. Another statistic is that people are 95% more productive when they do remote work. Absolutely. Right? So is it a work issue or is it a... A company issue right because if they're being productive at home why wouldn't you have people being remote right you would have more productivity for your company mm-hmm. i think the generational piece is what plays into it right we come from a space where we're familiar with technology it's nothing for us to get on a zoom call or some of these other companies is that we're pretty familiar with that you put that into somebody who's been in uh, a space for 25 to 30 years it might not be as commonplace it might be a little bit more difficult it might be more more stringent on them right it's it's, it's a tougher sell right so you have older people in these spaces making the decisions and they're saying all right well let's go back to the things way things are right now i think they said 90 percent of companies are on hybrid schedules where they do maybe three to four days a week they said troy mm-hmm. made that stat up all right i'll show i'll put it i'll put it up. i can put google you know you know what i you know what i do with the research so right so yep. <laughs> you you figure if 70% of the 90% of the companies right now are doing hybrid. Why change that? There's like, I, I know like there's one Netflix for sure was like, everybody has to come back to work. But if you look at a majority of companies up until 2023, which we just started, most of them have done hybrid. A lot are saying that we're going to go back to at least four or five, but we'll see. I, I think it really has, it, it's what you said. The old, an older population is making decisions on what the workspace looks like. So do you agree with it or do you don't, don't agree with it? I agree in the sense, well, the first part was, what do I think of it? And then what do we think? What, what is it going to be America going to follow suit? I think they'll follow suit in the sense of hybrid, where it's three to four days. Because he didn't say every day, right? It's still, he's still saying four, four days, days a week. I mean, four days, you damn near, four days is a whole the, Friday, not, casual but, Friday. Just but people, like, well, Friday, you don't have to come in. But if you're going to make somebody go to work four days a week in a physical office. That's, they'll take it. I People will take that. I know oh, for sure people are like, yo, if I don't have to go on Fridays, I'm taking that. But what about people that moved to a whole different state? There's a lot of people that did that. Yeah. But what was that? You got to move back now. Oh, you're saying they moved and they stay with the company? Yeah. Like if you're working remote, you might, well, you comp- might live in Miami and your job is in Connecticut, but you're working remote. So but you're going to have to find a new job. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're working remote, most times there's a separate location, right? There's a location of that business where you move a lot of the times. Right, you're not just moving to Wyoming and there's no business there that that's associated with your company, right? So you might move to a state where there's a branch there and you're just working remote. Ian, what's your thoughts on this? I think everyone can write this down. This is going to be an important. So remember, an important uh, economic indicator. 
on a fundamental side. So remember when I used to tell everyone like, hey, once we get past a certain number of CEOs to step down, it is a sign of a recession. Um, companies that force three to four day mandates amongst their employee base is usually a sign of a non-exceptional company. So if we look at their employee base of Disney, they have 220,000 employees, 793,000 uh, shareholders. Price to revenue ratio is 2.07. Price to book is 1.8. Net margin is 0.03%. Gross margin is 0.28. Not amazing. Uh, Pre-tax margin is 6%. I want to do an exercise that if Disney offloaded all of their physical locations and solely went to the tech side, how much better and how much more efficient that company would be. And I know the probability of doing that is damn near zero. Mm. Um, but we are at a crossroads. So the thing that I love to do is study economic periods over a hundred year period. We, and I was telling Chad this the other day, we have to treat the, this period of 2023, 2020 through 2023, like it's 1920 and 1923. The big debt model that we've had, and he won't be the only CEO that comes back. Um, I'm hearing some rubblings that Bezos may have to come back to Amazon and write that ship for a little bit. But what is the innovative model that they have that will sustain them for the next 10 or 15 years? Because the amazing assets that they have are being drugged down by the commercial properties and slower sales cycle there. And when the world shifts like how we did during COVID, and if you look at it, technically, if we don't recover to next year, we've really been in an economic decline since 2019 through 2024, half a decade. Can Disney continue to have all these locations globally and be a preeminent leader in their space? I would argue that they're not now. Um, right CEO. And I think it's the right move to make if you have older leadership and this a company with no true advantage. I would argue right now, Disney has no advantage over- in what space? And what space, whatever space you want, whether it's tech, Apple's better, or if you want to say real estate, McDonald's will fucking wash them any day of the week. And don't streaming. let streaming Chick fil A go public. Streaming? And, yes. Streaming? There, are they the number one streaming? They're the biggest streaming? Well, they have the most subscribers. The most subscribers. And if you look at their new commercial, which is interesting, I don't know if people even watch it. They don't, they're trying to figure out how to get rid of ESPN because it has been a debt hole for them. It's a, yeah, that's a <laughs> dumpster fire. It, but the new, ad, yeah, the new ads, and you would think like they have a lot of sports. The new, it may ads, be good when Skip go back over there with Stephen A. Nah, nah, Piss nah. shining we, off we, one we, more time. We're gonna, we gonna deal with Skip on another time. <laughs> if you look at the new ads, it, the bundle is now uh, Disney Plus and Hulu. They took the ESPN part out of it for like nine ninety nine, which yeah. is interesting. Which furthermore tells me that they're trying to get from under the the ESPN uh, so, banner. Let's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk about Disney stock. Um, at one point, you were you were a Disney stock enthusiast. I'm still a Disney stockholder. No, I understand that. But yeah. I'm saying, are you enthusiastic about the stock? Yeah. 
You are enthusiastic yeah. about stocks? Well, I, because I'm doing it for long term. So like when I did it. So why are you why are you enthusiastic for long term? It's the same. It was the same reasons then when we were in the pandemic, when I was talking about the parks and I was talking about opening. But I'm saying I'm talking about I'm talking about the expansion with the parks. I was talking about streaming. I was talking about from a production standpoint, even if you look from the Hollywood Reporter, right, their movies did four billion last year, which is by far. I mean, it blew out every studio. They're on pace. They have potential to do that every year just from a production standpoint from the films. But the, the expansion of streaming, like I said, I think is is the biggest play here. Now they, the Hulu piece, they they still they haven't really gotten Comcast over ownership just yet. Um, but the the Fox Searchlight part of it adds more catalog of content to the, their bureau. Um, obviously, we know from a licensing standpoint uh, with with all their characters, they're in a position where they can have money just generate and generate and generate now like we what we saw with during covid they the cruise ships took a hit the parts took a hit mm-hmm. will that happen in 2025 probably not there probably won't be a world pandemic lord willing there won't be but they have the same thing that youtube has and which is why i love them their population always gets younger and if your population can always get younger you're always going to be in business kids will always Happen to finish even in this era because if they don't acquire Mr. Beast, which Mr. Beast may slowly be one of the people we need to watch out for in terms of taking something public in the next two years. But if they're not acquiring a bunch of those YouTube kids, will they really give a damn about Beauty and the Beast? And well, so that's the thing, right? That's why you have to create newer content, right? Because Beauty and the Beast doesn't mean like you can see it when if you look at the views for like when they do these live productions of Beauty and the Beast or any of those like classical Disney stories. Mm-hmm. Like, and shout out to her. I thought it was great. And The Little Mermaid was great too. But people, they're not really checking for it because those stories don't resonate with a younger pop, this population. So they have yeah. to create. So having that Pixar bag is vitally important, right? Because now you can create new characters. Like I told my son, I'm said, look, you know, Buzz Lightyear didn't exist when I was a kid. Like he mm-hmm. came out when I was a teenager, right? Like that didn't exist. These characters are like, they're out of somebody's mind. Right. Like Monsters, Inc. didn't exist, but those characters exist in our kids world. Right. And so, like, as, as long as they have the creativity and they have the production studios to create and be innovative, they're going to be great. And then Avatar, too. Like if we're seeing what that's doing right now from just a, a box office smash and what they can do with that franchise and add it to the parks as well. There's just so many things I think they can do from a creative standpoint with content. For my technicians, if you draw your Fibonacci retracements, put your 100 percent level at top and, and zero at the bottom. Um, Disney was at uh, $1.23 back in 1985. The high was $200, $203.02. That was last year. The 38.2 level, which is $74.69. If it breaks underneath that, it's going to have a little bit of trouble. Um, it really depends. The survive, the ability to survive during this recession, and once again, whatever's in between recession and depression like that's what this category of the last four years would be called when it's all said and done it's going to depend on if they can weather the storm um i do think they have some great assets but at the end of the day the splits on your net margin matters more than anything um the operating margin is too low and if we let's say we stay here for a decade they're going to have a tougher time but if they break underneath 76 i'm going to be a little bit worried Overall, I still think it's a great company. I don't think it's going to die in the next five years. 
but I think we are going to start to see some of these generational companies um, slowly decay. They'll be around, but they won't have the impact that they did. Um, I'm really interested seeing what his plan is, especially over the first 90 days when he comes back. And that will be the telltale sign on what they'll be able to do. But they have to cut costs like crazy and they have to get these margins to be a hell of a lot better. And I think his succession plan is important. Right. Because like he's coming back on an interim basis. And so the one of the caveats of him coming back was to train the next person. He's only going to be doing this for two years. He came back mm -hmm. out of retirement to write the ship again, but also train the next person. So that's important, too. We, we, we just saw, like, obviously, when you brought up the WWE, what having leadership come back can look like and what it can do for a stock. So that's important, too. I, I take if if Disney falls to fifty nine bucks they really should consider selling to Apple. Some of I was going to say, what if they get acquired? <laughs> yeah, some of these companies are going to have to consolidate. Yeah. Not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of uh, restrictions from the government. But what, besides that, why, why do you think it wouldn't happen? I mean... There's already a pre-existing relationship there. Every year, Disney puts out a letter saying that they're not going to sell to Apple. <laughs> yeah, Disney. Uh, I think Disney is... One of these companies, it's American culture. When you think about Disney, it's a staple in, in the world. So was uh, the clan. They were not as popular as they used to be either. The clan, the Wu Tang clan? X clan? What you which clan are you talking about? Wu Tang clan is y'all cleaned up good, boy. That's the only clan we know. Boy, the boy. RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bass, and Inspector Deck. Right? When Clark, I get a webby, I'm yeah. it right over you. God, Ghostface Killer, and the Method Man. Can you name all nine members of the Wu Tang clan? I did it. I can't. Only one I really like was Meth and Ghost. You didn't like Raekwon? What? He was solid. What? Mean, <laughs> what? He was solid. <laughs> oh, man. He just didn't do it for me. Don't, I don't want no smoke either, Ray. <laughs> Ray wow. will pull up on you at a show. Good dude, man. It's uh, a good dude. It's just not what I, what I listen to. Shout out to don't get enough credit for, for, for giving up that blueprint for Just Blaze and Kanye, too, and Bink. What blueprint are you referring to? That that, that sample heavy bass sped up sample. Ghostface or, or RZA? Ghostface was like doing that early on. You don't think blueprint sounded like Ghostface remix a little bit? I've never which, heard it. Which, 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 which album? I had to listen. Yeah. Iron Man? What you talking about? Fish scale? Which one? Let me see. Let me see. Let me, let me go scale. back. Hit the like button. Let's get this bad boy up to 6,000 people. Remember when they did investing takes and not rap? We didn't come here to hear that. One thing that is very true, you have to, you have to skew young. Uh, you have to skew young. Um, shout out to my boy, Just. Yep, shout out to Just. <laughs> no business can survive if they don't skew young. No musician. Skewing young is the key. That's hip-hop music if you think about it, right? Hip-hop music has been able to skew young. This is why jazz is almost irrelevant at this point, unfortunately, because jazz wasn't able to skew young. The blues wasn't able to skew young. Even rock and roll after a certain point, it, it lost its ability to skew young. There's only going to be so many people that's going to watch The Grateful Dead when they're yeah. 90 years old. They try. Um, but hip-hop music, has been able to skew young. Mm -hmm. Not always the most productive thing. No. But that's a different conversation. But mm -hmm. you have to, if, you, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a personality or if you're an artist, you have to find ways 
to skew young. Very important, extremely important. All right, let's talk about Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm-hmm. Bed Bath and Beyond, Ooh. the store. I'm sure you're all very familiar with it. I'm sure you all probably shopped there. You got your coupons in the mail. Um, their stock is at one dollar and sixty cents. Yeah. Now it's fifty-two week high was thirty dollars. Got to thirty. They got to thirty dollars. So it went from thirty dollars to a dollar sixty. And a couple of years ago, it was it had peaked at seventy-six dollars. So Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm-hmm. First question is, will it go out of business? The second question is. Should you load the boats? Should you be buying Bed Bath and Beyond? Yo, Ian, I, I want, I wanted this, I want this moment. Go right ahead, here. go ahead. No, I want, no, I want, I waited for this moment. I didn't talk to you about this because I just want to know if we putting a tombstone up tonight. Spiritu Santo. <laughs> it's all over, but the sake of it. I'm, I'm. Listen, it was eighty eight cent back in ninety three, so it's almost at the price that it was at. Um, oh, 93. Sorry about that. That it was in 1993 when I think Doggy Style came out. 93, it's over, with, man. it's over with. Like, and this is the, the segment where we're just doing pure common sense, right? When's the last time you went in Bad Bath and Beyond and you spent $200 on anything? Tough time, highly unlikely. Um, yeah. they've been in uh, my favorite phrase, precipitous decline since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot up a bit in 21. Them and Toys R Us were two of the companies that kind of signaled to me that we were coming into a recession. Shout out to my OG Red Panda members um, who were with me prior to 2020. But yeah, those that's a company. When I started to go see the inventory was slowing down, the sales were down. I'm like, we're going to have a hard downturn. And even when it had a few up years in mid 2010s, 2010 through 20. 14 that was only a four-year run when they did it incredibly well um i don't know maybe ty lopez has scooped this one up cheap like he did Pier one reports <laughs> in 2020 how's, Pier one doing? how's hey, that doing Bath and beyond how's radio shack doing <laughs> ty, ty lopez where where's ty lopez how's what else doing Ma- killing but where Making is he though killing where in his he? house <laughs> uh, uh getting more knowledge now i, I will say because i know Shout out to Sean Boss, uh, one of the guys who like does his advertising. Time making a killing, bro. But where is, is he buying bro? up those businesses? Like in California. Pay less and all that. <laughs> nah. Well Real played. And, 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 and if I'm going to be real, he cleared because he avoided all that Andrew Tate smoke, too. He was involved that, with that? That was his. Ty Lopez was like the first Andrew Tate. Ty Lopez? So he's on that type of tone? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. So before, because anytime at scale, you start to show people how to make money. And that's why I say you always have to pay the VIG and always have to pay the toll road. So w- when he was teaching people how to make money and do all this stuff and, you know, had all the programs, he was making it. At one point, I want to say at one point, like Tom Lopez company was making like $50 million a month. Gross, right? Then there was an exit strategy because there's only for so long you can be a public figure and make a certain amount of money and not get attacked from all angles. He got quiet, 2020 happened, made some acquisitions, sold some of those off, and he's went. And I always said it, the true, and Josh said it too, the true sign of wealth is when someone just like slowly fades to black. And now you let Andrew Tate come in with the little top G shit and come in and fill that void. Meanwhile, Ty 
has more time on his hands than ever, and his business is doing better than ever. Played the um, ball. He yeah. exited at the right time. Yeah. So well, play. Well, you have Sean, to know. Sean, yeah. Sean Lopez. Bed Bath and Beyond. Um yeah, I got man. I just wrote a few things, man, and I think you nailed it. Like if you look at the same sales stores uh year over year since 2017, it's been a decline. I think last last two years has been over 20%. Store traffic has dwindled, and we're in a recessionary environment. And so you got to think about who is going into Bed Bath and Beyond and what are they spending money on? Right. If people don't have enough money for groceries, they're probably not going to have enough money for a blender. And or so candles. or candles or new pillows. It's just I mean, you got to really decide on what you're going to be spending your money on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in August, right, they had this whole strategy where they were going to have this turnaround strategy. And the stock has just plummeted even ever since that moment. Um, so the lights are getting dim. The lights are gonna get are getting nothing dim. but slow singing the flower bringing if my burglar <laughs> alarm start ringing. Oh, yeah, so, they so, they filing for bankruptcy, right? Or did they file already? I'm not sure. It's on so the way. From an educational standpoint, why is it not? Because of course, if you listen to Market Mondays, then you might be you know not willing to. But there's always gonna be people. It's appealing because it's it's human nature to say, okay, this stock is a dollar and sixty cents. Mm-hmm. Even if it gets to three dollars, I can double my money. And it was at $30 at one point. This is this is how people think. Mm-hmm. So yep. bigger than just this, why is this an example of still don't buy something, even though it's 95% off of his high and it's a dollar and you're Great thinking, question. okay, I just get in real quick. Even even if it goes up 80 cents, I'll make a lot of money. Like, why should they not? Why should you why should you not take that approach? Okay, so let's say I play for the New York Knicks, right? And I come off the bench and Julius like, yo, shoot every shot you want. But I'll tell you, for the last, since 2015, I've only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven good quarters since 2015. You kicking me to rock at the top of the key to shoot the ball, you keeping me on the bench. So when I'm looking at the chart now, Bad Bath & Beyond literally has only had seven quarters since 2015 where they were going up. They've been sliding since then. Can you get in at a dollar maybe and, and it rides up to two? Maybe. But even that, the mathematical probability of it happening is very low. And let's say, even if you get to, and let's say it gets pushed up, what's the chance you're going to be able to get your money out first? It's been a lot of rug pulling happening yeah. as of recent. And even when everyone was like, the institutions are being taken over by the short sellers and then the little people are going to take, where did all that AMC action go? And I, as someone in Red Panda, yo, I had... Uh, a friend in Red Panda make almost $500,000 trading AMC up and down. I'm telling you, there will be no liquidity there. Also, if you go look at just the volume, mm-hmm. Bath and Beyond, if you look at that, it'll tell you the real story of what the action is there. I know it's fun to gamble. Um, I used to think that way when I was first getting started, but if you're guessing and hoping that, more than likely it's not there. If we look... Right now, if I'm looking at a monthly chart, let me go to uh, be more fair. It's not even a million shares being traded. It's dead. Yeah. I, I would say like, especially like when we're, we were teaching young adults about how to read like stock charts, I would just simply like, let's look at a two-year chart. Let's look at a five-year chart. Let's look at a 10-year chart. And we always talk about if your mounting is ascending, if it's going up, that's probably a company you should probably do a little bit more research on. If there's one that has just gone 
I mean, if you look at the tenure, we're talking about from 82 down to a dollar. This is something that is obviously trending in the wrong direction. Just from a just from an observational standpoint. Homework assignment for those of you in Montclair. Go to a bed bath and beyond tomorrow. And just stay an hour and go live and see how many people come in. So I got people over there. Shout out to my folks in Edgewater. <laughs> right? Um, oh, update. Have Ticketmaster sent us the emails yet? Oh, we going to revolt. I got an update. I got an update for you. Okay. So that's still you. coming. So yeah, I got you. I got you. Thank I got you. A, I got the solution. Got you. All right. Okay. Sips tea. So um Good Microsoft. Will Microsoft get an edge on Google by integrating chat GPT into Bing? Bing, um, Bing has not been talked about in years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so here's the Bing. So those Bing who are not in the, it's a search engine. So like when we think search, we just had this conversation in the car. Did right? we? Yeah, I was just, I was, where were we going? He said, did we? That's spicy. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> we just you spoke about this. With your little humbles, like. No, I'm just saying. Did we? <laughs> Mike, took yeah. that up. So if, if you don't, like, when we think of search engines, we automatically think Google. It, it became, Absolutely. like, the noun. It became everything when you think of search engines. Bing is Microsoft's search engine. It's, that's what it is. It's a search engine. And so when most people hear Bing, they're like, they have, they've never heard of it or, like, what it, does it do? It, it's a search engine. There's Bing just is, clarity. Bing is trash, yo. I, I, I love Microsoft. <laughs> if there's one product that went wrong for them, that was it. That's from the Balmer era when they were like trying to chase everyone. I don't think um, they'll get an edge on Google by integrating ChatGPT, but I am really interested to see what they do with their data and how they're able to problem solve it. And then it probably will pop up in Azure and maybe mm-hmm. Twitter. I think it's going to pop up in, in all the products. It's going to be popped up in uh, Office. Um, but it, I mean, from, yes. a tech, from a tech standpoint, you, the AI that can be used it's it's like one of those things. Like it's, this could be great or it could be very detrimental. In right? what way? Well, if you pair it with the the other tech, uh, the AI that they have, that uh, Volley, you know that one that does the voiceover. Yep. You you pair that with with Chat GBT. Now you, it becomes like a like a concierge. Like you're talking to it and it's talking back to you, right? So like imagine rather than typing in your search engine, you're actually just saying the search engine, and rather than sending you links, it's actually like giving you verbiage back instead of like you having to click on the button to say, all right, we're going here. I'm really interested to see like once they get that data set and they begin to test it, how they're going to integrate into Xbox. That's what I'm really like. Would you be able to use AI to be a better gamer? And and I don't want to go too deep into that, but I think there, there's some things creatively that they can do that will have a big impact there on that side of the business and Azure on like the B2B side. Bing is um, probably one of the worst products for all my Microsoft people that work in corporate. Please don't report this to your managers. But Bing is terrible. So it's not going to have an impact, but I think going back to Microsoft being like one of my stocks of the year, um, this was a great partnership that was needed that will give them an edge in other areas over the years to come, but not in that search space. Yeah. They they had a million dollars. Was it a billion dollar investment in in chat GPT? And it just okay. okay. So we'll so what um one of the remember when I spoke about sitting in first class, and I said like the guy um, L- lower your tone though in your voice so they don't think you're elitist because you can't do the five hundred dollar date and no middle class and the first class. 
No middle class. Yeah. Even the term middle class, that's kind of crazy. I never even thought about it like that, right? It's weird, like, right? Who wants to be in the middle of a plane? C- comfort seats. Not fun. Comfort plus. Economy plus. Well, <laughs> comfort plus. <laughs> we met a guy who, who, who um, he said he sits in first class, not necessarily for the comfort, but for the networking. And he's in the Sky Lounge and he's in the lounge. The lounge doesn't matter. And the lounge is going crazy, right? So, yeah, this is this is interesting. So we're, we're in Atlanta the other day for a day trip and um, we're headed back to New York and we're in first class. So the people behind me, it was an Indian guy who worked for Google, ironically enough, and it was a white guy and he was in private equity. And he sold his um, company a few years ago and he made a bunch of money. I was like eavesdropping on the conversation because they were literally right behind me. So they're literally talking for the whole entire plane ride. And what they're talking about, guess what they're talking about? Chat GPT. Chat GPT. They are talking about Chat GPT for an hour and a half. And the, and the guys are saying like how revolutionary it is and how it's going to change the world and given the whole education and Elon Musk involvement with it and oh education. Like I'm literally, I'm literally listening to the cold conversation because I can hear it and they're behind me. Um, but it's interesting because I honestly have never seen a technology that has been more impressive to me than chat GPT. And I've only experienced it a little bit, but mm-hmm. the things that I've been able to, to see with that, it's actually, it's actually astonishing. It's actually astonishing. Like to actually just type in a couple of words and then a whole essay is written for you. Yeah. And it's not even good yet. That's the crazy part. Yeah. No, it's um these, this chat GPT is going to revolutionize the world. And it's going to change things for not only creatives, but it's going to change education. It's going to change the way that um, we're able to interact with each other. And whoever kind of gets a stronghold on it Mm -hmm. is going to have a tremendous advantage in the space. So I say that to say if Microsoft is trying to, I wouldn't, Bing, of course, is nowhere near, you know, a search engine that anybody uses, but the fact that they're even already thinking about G- chat GPT and trying to integrate it in a different service is extremely uh, forward thinking. And it lets me know that, okay, they're not just thinking about Bing. What else are they trying to integrate it with? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to integrate it with LinkedIn? Are they trying to integrate it with um, Office? Yeah, chat GPT is going to be amazing when it gets, if it gets integrated with Microsoft Office. That's what, I'm, if, that's what I'm saying. You think from a standpoint where it's like, they're doing it, like what we saw was like I gave it a word and then it created a whole so imagine when you have Microsoft Word and you're using chat GBT on that. Yeah, actually one stop shop business yep. to government or B2B oh my level AI. And 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 at any point we have to have a conversation on if Elon is getting too powerful. Because if he has Tesla and he's a primary investor in chat GBT and Twitter, and Neuralink, and Starlink, and Hyperloop. Elon may become one of the most powerful dictators we've ever seen in an American landscape if he gets all these projects to work. And I know some people are going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but if I can take all the data from Twitter 
and I can run it through chat GPT and run all these models and sequencing and have Neuralink work out. Starlink's a fucking amazing product as is, right? In about 10 years, he is going to be the real life Iron Man. He already is. But if, if you, if you, somebody said it, chat, like if you combine chat GPT with Microsoft Word, game over. Game over. And that's why, and that's why New York, like New York City school district banned chat GPT, mm -hmm. the different schools, because it's like, it's doing the work. It, it does it give it an advantage or a disadvantage? Um, it, it, it forces change. It changes the way you educate because you can write an essay. Well, how do I even know if you wrote it? You didn't write it. Exactly. Yeah. Or there was a company that just got funding that, uh, broke down the essays and it would tell you if it was like AI generated or if it, the actual student did it. So there's opportunities even there, but, but that's even generational right there. Right? Like to, for somebody, if I like, think about your English teacher, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they really going to do that for the 300 students that they have? Every day, of course not. It's not possible. But it's just like it's. But then it goes back. This is my whole thing. It goes back to to math, right? Um, what is the point of learning long division? What is the point of learning about decimals? What decimals the, important. That's money. It's absolutely not important. No, it is. Look, this isn't dairy <laughs> decimals. Food. That's listen, different. Listen, some things are not. I worked in financial services for twelve years. Okay, managed millions of dollars. I cannot do any level of math at all. You know, that doesn't mean listen, it's not important, listen, though. Listen, listen. The reason why is because I don't have to. There's a thing called a calculator. Okay. So instead of teaching kids these stupid, outdated ways to actually do it on a piece of paper, why don't you just teach them at eight, five years old to use a calculator? Because you're going to use a calculator. Nobody in life is going to do long division. No, on a piece of paper. That's different. But what you're saying is decimals aren't important. They are important because if you let, let's say you you worked in the financial industry, right? Let's say that you're a decimal off on some of the the numbers that you put. You're not. That's, that's going to be a different. That could that could change things, right? That's listen. The decimal the decimal is going to be done by the computer, which is the calculator. I'm saying when I'm saying decimals don't matter, how to find out how to get to the decimal. Oh, yeah. That square root. Yeah, square that, root is those things. That, that's no argument there. About. Square root is one of the most useless calculate. Have you ever in life ever used square root? Well, I, I'm not in the profession that I need but to. But in anything. No, no I haven't. When I have haven't. you gone no. to the grocery store and decided how much money you was going to spend on lettuce by using, we're educating people on things that don't matter. And yeah. at some point, we got to have real conversations. This stuff doesn't matter. Spelling doesn't matter. Doesn't. I, well, no, it doesn't. Well, well, you have spell well, check. As long well. as you get close to the word. Look, I know people that make $50 million a year that can't spell entrepreneur. And then there's people, I, I would, that, and then, people, and then there's yeah. people that make $30,000 a year that want a spelling bee. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter. You it don't need to know how to, to spell as long as you can who... get close to the word. If you just get close to the word, Google's going to make it right for you. Until it matters. It doesn't. When will it matter? <laughs> you, never it doesn't matter. you never know. I know. You never know. I, know. I do know. You don't. No, I do don't. know. No, I some, really do. Some, so there's some topics, yes. No, no, no denying that, right? Some topics you'll never use, right? Like I said, the Pythagorean theorem, unless I'm an architect, I'm never going to use that, right? The quadratic equation, I've had to memorize that i'm never going to use that i agree with that some things we do need to know right like right now like my daughter's doing ratios and integers 
those things like she may need to know, right? My, wait, let me finish. Let me. Can that. you now listen? She won't ever. Can you now listen? What you say? Ratios and can, what? Can you now listen? I'm listening. Right. right now, somebody's writing an outline to a think piece. Like this is the beginning. It's the end. Of the <laughs> yeah. The, right. The seventh it, argument. Go ahead. Even like multiplication, like these things, they'll need to know. Like I'm, I'm percentages. Like she just had a test on percentages, right? Like th there was decimals that were involved in that. Like. For her to not understand how to do percentages, I'm like, nah, let me show you. I'm doing percentages every day, right? I'm trying to figure out, yo, what's 20% of that? We did, we used to teach kids in, in the summer. It was like, yo, that was a prize. Like if you could figure out what 40% of this number was, who can do it the fastest? Like these things will matter in the future, right? Because if they're involved with anything with money, which pretty much everything in their future will be, have money involved in it, they'll need to know that. And yes, you can have a, a tool like a calculator, but you should know how to do it as well. Let me let me say you, you don't need to know how to do I'll that. I'll let we gotta end. And because I'm gonna let him go, but right. then because um even teaching it, that was that was a waste of time because there's a calculator that does percentages. And we did it on both. And no, I'm saying there's a there's a percentage calculator. Yeah. Where you just type in, okay, a thousand, a hundred, what's the what is the point of knowing how to do something manually when you can do it automated? This is what technology, if we're not like, we can't talk about investing technology and champion technology and teach kids technology if we're not going to use technology. What is the point? All of that stuff is outdated and is not beneficial at all. Learn how to use the computer. Learn how to use a calculator. YouTube is not on your side. Huh? YouTube is not on your side. Tonight. It doesn't matter who's I'm, on my side. I'm just letting you know. I'm just telling you. Look, In 2023, Rashad took my role and I took his. What's your thoughts, my brother? Let's go to the origin of the modern American education system and who created it. Everyone put in chat who was I was having this talk with 19 keys two weeks ago. The purpose of the American education system was created by what iconoclast titan of industry? John D. Rockefeller. So the necessity for education at scale, which I argued, um, the American education system was the second most successful startup product in American history. Um, was to train people to be able to work for factories and in jobs, which would increase GDP, which will increase the wealth of the families, Rockefeller, Carnegie, et cetera. Um, so that was the reason it's needed. I mean, and in the same way, we're going through another iteration of an American class war where tech is the introducing virus that we've been exposed to. And once again, even with chat GPT, I, I put it in stock club. I'm like, Hey, notice how you can get all these answers, but they won't tell you how to like use chat GPT to make an AI model that you can license and have on your own to give to the public for free or even give you a predictive model for the stock market. We're not proving a real fucking time. You can call out tops, bottoms, highs, lows, et cetera. Um, it is another mechanism of control. So I think education is important, but if we're going to go to the origin of why, so that we can have a working class of two, 300 million people over the lifespan of 20, 30 years, pump into the American economy to then take care of the families that run the country. Working class, there aka middle class. Uh, reading is important. is is important to learn how to read. It is important to know how to write, not necessarily how to spell, but write on a functional tenth grade level. 
um, you can get by with seventh grade math skills and everything else you can learn on the fly. Don't attack me. <laughs> um, I tried that before. Don't, don't attack work. me. I don't Please. Work. Disclaimer. <laughs> just being honest the, with you. The thoughts shared here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, well, once again, is this whom you picked to lead your black financial revolution? These are the people. <laughs> that comment is my favorite. I'm like, damn. It's like, I feel. Um, <laughs> and exit row seats are beneficial. Mm-hmm. They don't rec- they don't recline though, bro. It, if you sit in the second, yeah, that's that's no, sucks, you, if, no, it's not true. If you sit in the second exit row, first exit row does not recline to the second exit row, but the second exit row reclines. Poor man's first class. I sit in exit rows for years. So content creator, sit in the window seat so you can get your flicks off. Exit rows. If worse comes, I'm always the window seat. If worse comes worse, <laughs> get the exit row. All right. And I will be on the record and say that this first iteration of uh, AI re- retail consumer facing AI is not the real AI. Um, it is a category that is going to be slightly overrated. I do think the valuation of 29 billion is fair for chat GPT, but for all the competitors, it will pale in comparison. I cannot wait till we have true machine learning. And, and common misconception. See, this is what people get reiterated what they tell you in school. I'm going to be honest with you. Everything they told you in school, 85% of what they told you in school was not true. People say, well, how can you read if you can't spell? It's, the two do not always correlate. Trust me, you can be a very proficient reader and not be the great speller. They don't always go hand in hand. But you you still believe in Easter Bunny. This is the, the people that's arguing with me still believe in Easter Bunny. Let's not attack the Easter Bunny. But I'm just saying. You <laughs> no, still, no, it's right. You it's true. Easter Bunny, yeah. and you're trying to come at me. Look. It does help. It helped, of course, yeah. but it's not a direct correlation. You can be a you can be a good reader and not be a great speller. Yeah, it's a fact. But I don't know. What do I know? Um, whatever. If we're gonna so, cover some more truths, it's, it's like the great writer whose penmanship is terrible. Yeah, exactly. That's me. Do you need to know how to write and script? Another useless thing that they taught you in school. I'm trying to get you out of this matrix, and you're fighting with me. Uh in 2001. Apple released the iPod. Legendary iPod changed music forever. The iPod was $399 when it was first released. Um, If you would have invested, put this on uh, Instagram today and Twitter. If you would have invested $399 uh, because that was the price of the iPod. So instead of buying iPod, if you invest $399 in Apple stock in 2001, what would that be today? It would be $207,000. Pretty so penny. $399 mm-hmm. uh, in, in 2001 would have grown to $207,000 today. So A, that's a lesson in buying good companies and holding them for a very long period of time. Where we always talk about buying hold, right? right? It's also uh, a lesson in ultimately investing in companies as opposed to buying companies products you have mm-hmm. you, you you can't be an extremist but we all know like you know it's always better to invest in nike as opposed to buying i know all the sneaker heads sneakers can be investments i get it but i'm just saying generally speaking right it's always better to invest in companies as opposed to buying the, their products um so those those are two lessons but ultimately people will say well that was 23 years ago how is this helping me now what is the next company? What is what's what am I? What should I do in twenty twenty three? So in twenty forty five, 
I'm, you know, I'm comfortable like that. Um, VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft, Eli Lilly. Um, I can argue United Healthcare as well. Investing is really simple, man. Like companies that are dominant continue to be so. Those that are not popular. And I know everyone's always like, well, how did you know back then it would have? We know every fucking thing that's hot. And then we want to question if it's hot or not. In 2001, when people was like, I went and bought Fab album. And then Jay moved his uh, release date up a day early, I mean, a week early. When it got that too. Like, we know what's hot. Apple was the one of the hottest. I remember everybody, I went to Indiana University. Everybody from New Jersey and New York had iPod. Y'all was one of them like Rockefeller chains on campus. I'm like, damn, y'all rich as hell. Y'all got 400 bucks on them. Right? Certain brands are going to last forever. So when people say that they don't know, people were having the same conversation in 01, 02, 03. Um, when Mac had the, the colored backs for the... Um, the desktops. Desktop, like... Yeah. Certain companies are going to like normally a great company is going to have a 50 year span of solid growth, a great company, because we're one of the few communities who only thinks on a six month to one year basis. Most companies are planning 50 years at a time. Microsoft, same way. They won't go anywhere. Google, same way. Hopefully um, at one point, Meta or Facebook was very promising to be like the next American iconic company not there anymore but even if you look at coca-cola pepsi two brands that have done historically well a long time like it doesn't matter you just have to make the decision to stop being a consumer and to put your money into something long term but apple and microsoft are going to do incredibly well over this next 30 40 year period well not said. the sexy answer everybody wants yeah, as well said yeah it's the truth investing is everyone put a chat investing is not hard and, and and I put this on my story the other day. Like, I got no messages at eleven o'clock at night on New Year's Eve about investing, except from one person. You have to live this shit every day. So yes, I, once again, I think Chat GPT is amazing. But if you go to ask Chat GPT, tell me the third biggest economy right now, and give me the fifty-second best company that has a probability of being two number two. In seven years, it won't pull that data for you because some of the data that is input into that model is blocked. Go out here, find your edge in the market, find your edge in the business, write that goal, and go after it. Investing is, investing is probably one of the easiest things you can do. Look at the top five in the Dow 30 to tell you what to invest in. Will you put 50% of your money into it, though? As much money as I see y'all spend on Mike and Mary, and I'm going to say to Mike and Mary, garbage. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Overrated. But kudos to him for running that bag up on the culture. Come on, man. Um, Balenciaga. Balenciaga dead. You know, people still wearing Balenciaga. That's the crazy thing. That's why I knew that. That's why I'm saying y'all arguing me about this. People is not only are they wearing Balenciaga, they wearing a full fledged Balenciaga, like with the Balenciaga over everything. It's like I spent money, I spent this much money for it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna get my money out of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna still wear this. I'm gonna get my wears. Like I'm gonna get my wears. That's alarming. 
It's alarming. Yeah. They, they hated, hated Epstein and supported Balenciaga. And they're not the only fashion hounds that participates in those kind of activities and endeavors. This is also true. Pretty alarming, man. Go do your research, please. No. But what do I know? What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? 2023, I'm not convincing nobody anything. If you're not rich, go watch every episode of Market Mondays, every tip, trick, hack, um, idea, model is there they said, for you. They, they said MG wears Balenciaga. <laughs> MG needs to stop. <laughs> I hadn't Who said it. that, yo. Like, <laughs> yo, y'all gotta chill. Y'all funny, yo. Y'all gotta, I hadn't seen it. Y'all gotta chill. I, yo, y'all gotta chill, man. man y'all funny. It's all right, man. Internet is undefeated. It's undefeated. Forgiveness, y'all. You can't beat the internet. Forgiveness, man. You can't yeah. beat the internet. Forgiveness. You, you can't beat the internet. Um. All right. <laughs> that's funny. But if that's true, burn that. Please. It's a couple brands we need to get rid of. Which ones? That one, there's a couple other little fashion houses. I, I see everybody gave up on Kaepernick too. Can't wait for this Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. NFL's back. So <laughs> oh, boy, it's one of these things. Boy, people have short attention spans. They don't care. Remember Gucci? No, no, no they oh, just no. don't care. They don't care. They don't Remember care. Gucci? Put no. the black face on three times. And it's like, when they, well, they, they have. Which honestly, and ICE has always said it, it's one of the greatest campaigns. Outrage so marketing. We, last Monday, last Monday, they we literally almost watched a man die on the field. Yeah. Right? Like, thank God and, and praise God to him and his family as he still recovers. I know uh, him, you know, Demar Hamlin was released from the hospital today. Yep. But we watched a man die on the field. Saturday and Sunday? Right, right back, back to it. it. Right back to this it. This is America. This is and America. The, back to and it. the crazy part is I saw a clip. I, was it from the pivot? Well, there was like, he's not even vested yet. So if he gets cut. No, no, no. Well, well, the thing is, and shout out to the Bills. They actually did. They actually, um, they're going to guarantee his contract for the duration. They worked with the Players Association. Okay. And that they don't okay. have to do that, though, because it's did. not. It's not. But they said, it, I think it's like $3 million, something like that. It's not okay. a, a lot of money, but it's, you know, yeah, they're going to they're going to guarantee his contract. I probably make that in his jersey sales the next day. Yeah, they're going to they're going to make it. They're going to yeah. guarantee his contract. Yeah, man. So. And then, I mean, granted, everything he was doing for his community, I'm glad it got highlighted. That was, you know, if there was a, a great sign from what from the tragedy that nearly happened was the amount of work that he was doing in his community. And people got to highlight that. And I know his fundraiser that he, he had created six months ago that the, the goal was twenty five hundred and, and he didn't they didn't even reach that. Now, I think it got up to almost nine million dollars. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with that and his foundation. So, again, prayers go up to him in a, a, a full and healthy recovery uh, to DeMar Hamlin. But at some point we got to We got to Yeah. But at some point, we got to have a conversation about people's attention spans. Remember Gucci? Remember Montclair? Mm -hmm. Remember Balenciaga? Remember the NFL? Remember Nike? When, like, it's not, it doesn't matter. Nope. Because no, they're going to come out with a cool scarf. And it's, it, it, doesn't, cool it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. When people care about drip and looking cute more so than they care about their own culture and skin. That's when people are like, what about this for the culture? I'm like, there, there is no culture. It's the social, about the social and emotional. We said social emotional investing. This is like, like we got to have like a social, emotional and responsive shopping. We just, we just, it's whatever. And we just have some self-respect. Black people don't care enough about being black to give a fuck about any of that. That's the truth. 
Now I'm glad. Now this is the part where I love we have no sponsors. No, we're gonna Most say this. black we, people don't. We're love gonna say this for after after hours. <laughs> we're saving this for after hours. All that cultural, generational, da da da. That should sound good. You spending more money on tricking off or investing into the market. Well, it's interesting that you say that because we met with somebody and they was like, you know, at some point we got to have a conversation about people selling their company because what's happening with a lot of entrepreneurs is that they're scared to sell their company because if they, you know, when black people sell their company, they get labeled as a seller. Oh, you sold out. And it's like, you know, but what happens if you don't sell your company? Nobody ever talks about that. Like when your company spirals downward and you lose 70% of the value and now Nobody's going to be there to, to champion you at that point in time. And it's like, okay, if you're going to complain about people selling their companies, but you're not buying their products, like you, like you're saying, okay, this, this clothing line sold this company, but in your closet is Nike, Balenciaga, Gucci, you might have one black designer, might have two black designers. Then you got a bunch of Ralph Lauren, you got all kinds of stuff. So it's like, on one hand, you're complaining about people selling their company, but on the other hand, you sold out yourself. You, you don't even have a company. The family in California shouldn't have sold their damn property back to California, though. Oh, the uh, Huntington Beach? For $20 million? Did they? That's what they sold it for? What? Took that shit right off their hands, if I don't know. Well, what? In one, in one yeah. ear, out the other, but it's... What can you do? What can you do? You need money to live in this world. And sometimes yeah. when you don't have it, you got to make a decision. Huge mistake. But what do I know? I'm just here to serve the people, be humble, and kill ego in real time. On <laughs> Assets over liabilities. Investment, yes. group chat, call. In five minutes. Yeah, we on our way. Houston, Texas. We will be there this weekend. Um, very excited about that. Uh, we will be in the building. And you can get your tickets at 40acreconference.org. Um, Houston has always been a, good to us. It's been one of those cities that has shown us a lot of love. We did Market Mondays there. Um, did a Great few time. things in, in Houston, Texas. So anytime nice that we go time. to Houston, it's always good. It's always good energy. And tomorrow... We got the legend Timberland, mm -hmm. uh, Earn Your Leisure episode, big one talking about the verses, billion dollar verses, mm -hmm. talking about his legendary career, talking about the music business, talking about his company, producers, talking about his company, talking about his ups and downs, mm -hmm. lost money. People don't even know, lost, mm -hmm. lost it all pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, and had to fight his way back. So it's ups and downs in his games, but it's anytime you get to learn from a legend. Talked about spending money that he didn't have because peer pressure. Financial That's peer pressure is a real thing. Yeah. yeah. It's overrated. So um one of those things, man. One of those things. And uh top row energy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Top level yeah. execution. This weekend I'll be in LA. Um for France is fifteen hundred nothing a day, fifteen hundred or nothing day. So he was instrumental in creating Nipsey soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top. So I'll be out there for that. And what else I got coming up? I don't know. I'll tell y'all next week. Matter, cut my check. Shout out to the team. Marnie, how are you? John Rand, how are you? Frederick, how are you? And yeah, they did sell their company to Thriller. And that's actually Thriller, another, Thriller. Thriller. And that's another conversation that we have. But people was, they was disappointed that they sold. 
versus. But he explained why they did sell it. He explained what they got for selling it. And he explained, you know, the whole insight on it. There's but, nothing wrong with exiting. But it's not even that. It's just like, we got to stop being so critical. If somebody just, it's like Lil Wayne sells his masters. Oh, why are you selling? Like, it's like, just stop being so critical and just let people do what they want to do. Because it's like, it's their intellectual property. It's their business. It's their hard work. It's their equity. So I don't see anybody. I don't see other communities that's so vocal about that. Like when Elon, like I always say, Elon Musk sold PayPal for a hundred million dollars. He used that hundred million dollars to build SpaceX and yeah. Tesla. And damn near broke down. So yeah. yeah. And that, but now he's about to be a trillionaire. So it's like, stop, stop criticizing people. Stop telling people what they should do. Stop telling people if I was you, what I would do. Just worry about yourself. Because that's, what you're doing is that you're, you're, you're creating a, an environment that's extremely toxic and there's no other culture that has to deal with that. Because that's shot an end. This is the, what you signed up for when you became a public figure. No, so but, it's you not, say. but it's not even that. It's bigger than a public figure. It's that you're discouraging people. You're discouraging people that's not even public. You're discouraging people that's not to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're discouraging people when you're saying like, okay, if you have, once you get to a certain point, you signed a deal with Illuminati. Now stop doing that. Stop doing that. Unless you're in the Illuminati meetings yourself, stop doing that. Because what you're doing is that you discrediting anybody with any level of success. You discrediting anybody that wants to become successful. You you, you just once again, it's it's the limited mindset. Like, you know what I'm like yo, like nah, it's real. Nah, stop yeah, doing that. Because it's man. like the people who supported your business to help you grow your business. If you sell it, they're gonna like you say, they're gonna feel like, oh yo, you a sellout. Now they don't support the business. So it's like, what do you do? Right. It's 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 a tough situation. But what we can do and hopefully, you know, we're going to be doing is educating people around the process. So they understand it. While it's not a sellout move, it's actually a probably a good liquidation event that's going to help them expand their, their portfolio, expand their business or create something new, man. That That's what I think our community is just missing. It's missing the education piece as to why it's happening. We see it and we critique it and we don't understand it. The reality is that that money that they're going to sell it for. They could use it to help the the world. They could not, right? They, like you said, it's their intellectual property. It's their creativity, oh. their hard work. Also, a good lesson too on these liquidity events, whether it's in a public equity space, SPACs, um, masters. You're going to see it a lot next year, probably like in the film space. Whenever we're having people liquidate at a very rapid rate, it is also a sign of a deep recession coming as well. Notice many people are not selling off in 2016 and 2017 when there was like a super fever pitch, crazy bull market. So another homework assignment. If you want to know if the economy is turning to the downside, go look how many companies like on the angel side, venture side um, have sold off and see what that multiple is in aggregate. It'll give you a nice little signal on what we are because when, when things are good no one wants to sell a lot of people are selling because they're worried about if i'm going to have to have cash for the next six or seven years what do i need to do even when feature sold this for 65 million people is like i think it's a mistake i'm like 65 is still 65 <laughs> i know he has 22 kids but 65 million to help he killed it at the concert last night too i heard i wish i could have been there but i was on the plane back from la but liquidity events at scale are usually a sign of a deep 
true recession. Be mindful. But what do I know? I can't yeah. wait to put me real, kid cut real, real, real. I knew that's how he got those crystal ball prices. He sold his soul to George Soros. Yo, really quick. Illuminati with my mind, soul, and my body. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Yeah, we brought, and I was going there. Rest in peace to Prodigy. We, uh, Prodigy? No, 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 no. We, uh, you talked about Meta, and so I just want to take time really quickly um, to say rest in peace, and our prayers go out to um, our brother Brian. He lost his mom yeah, um, man. on Christmas Day. And so I texted him um, last night just to you know, let him know that our thoughts and prayers. Just a solid dude. Has always been a, a good yeah. dude. Has been here, broke bread at, at, at my house, um, has been here for tapings of Market Mondays, obviously has fostered our relationship with Meta and helped us, um, you know, form partnerships with them. So I just want to send a condolences to him and his family and our, our prayers go out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, right? He's, he's an amazing, yeah. amazing person, man. Yeah, that for sure, man. Yep, yep. Good dude, man. Good, good person. I would check on your people, man. And, yeah, say, yeah. and man, take, care, take care of yourself. You gotta cut back on this dairy. You gotta you gotta cut back on, on all this sugar intake. Sugar, yeah. You gotta cut back on a lot of the, the alcohol. Um, you gotta you gotta start working out. That's extremely important. Monitoring your weight because once you get to the point where you gain too much weight, it's hard to come back. So monitor your weight, monitor your belly fat. Belly fat is the number one cause of cancer. Um, monitor your belly fat for men and women because health is wealth. Yes, and yes. it makes no point to get a bunch of money if you're not going to be alive. So um, that's important. So got to be healthy in 2023. Um, that's extremely, extremely important. Health is wealth for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Vital. Uh, and what else we got? And shout drink, out and drink water. A lot of water. Shout out to SZA, y'all. Real quick, I just want to shout out to SZA, number one album in the country. Four weeks ago. Really? Yeah, she. I, I that think that's nice. First time since Janet Jackson that that has happened. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of her and her album, and that's why she's up there today. I, I don't see. I, I just had this conversation. I think that this album Ian has left the building. <laughs> this album uh, is uh, it might be better than the Control album. I haven't listened to her album yet. The, the SOS album. I haven't listened to it yet. It's a good one. It's yeah, a good one. yeah. Out it's a good one. She's a great writer. Shout out to SZA. And then we put up the uh, Queen B too. So shout out to shout out Should to. I say, everybody, I put through it that I made you play that SZA album over sixty-two times. <laughs> I'm be better in 2023. I probably should. Kill Bill, the number one single in the in the, in the, <laughs> country, in the world. Thanks, Ian. Inspired by boy. Sips tea. F R E E. Yes. Shout out to Glow and Money Bag. Shout Boy. out to Glow Rilla. She, she said she did three years three of jail years. for it. Still in Syria. Cereal? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> you saw the, the the interaction with High Funny Marco? No. Nah. It was crazy. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. Shout out to Funny Marco. Um, all right. Trading 12 yeah. months for uh Bed Bath and Beyond before we wrap up negative 1.15 billion. That's why they shouldn't trade it. Negative 1.5 billion trailing 12 month. Not good. Shout out to Map Hoffa. Check our segments out on Map Hoffa. My expert yes. opinion. Shout out to the whole team over there, man. Good, good guys over there mm-hmm. doing their thing. Yep. All right. Group yeah. chat, here we come. Yeah, we on I'm the way. Talk spicy real quick. We on the way. Group chat, log in.
Market Mondays right, after right. hours. We on the way, y'all. Be blessed, y'all. Take care of each other. Arrivederci. Love it, love. Oh, real quick. Uh, can we screenshot like five cash apps and y'all can send them to me before they be like, y'all didn't do what y'all supposed to do? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's saved in the, in the joint. So, um, okay. we, I'll it's, go back to Yeah, it's, it's going to be saved in there. All right, bet. All right. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.